Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward. I am your host. I'm so excited to be bringing you an awesome guest. One, in fact, that was referred to me. That's how referrals work, my friends. This week, uh, today specifically, we're going to have on our podcast here our guest, Alyssa Sarman. Alyssa was born and raised on Cape Cod. She's been a teacher for over 10 years and enjoys doing what she does very much. She is proud to own a school, Little Milestones, on the Cape and to assist Cape Cod families. She has three boys and is living the permanent vacation life on Cape Cod. She goes to the beach just about every day. And her superpower is getting three kids out the door on time, ready for the beach. In high school, she was Miss Cosmopolitan. That's right. We all have some sort of nickname. Hers was actually a good one. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this episode with my new good friend, Alyssa. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. All right, there we go. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. That's our little ditty by our good friend Kelty Kelly. He wrote a custom song for our uh, our podcast. I'm excited. Uh, we're now in season two, and so the feedback from season one so far has been awesome. People love the song. They love the podcast. I'm so thankful for you uh, to be joining us. It's going to be a great one. Um, so just in 30 seconds or less, just tell our listening audience on their favorite podcast platform or if they're watching on YouTube, um, what it is you guys do over at Little, Mile- Little Milestones. So we are a child care center. Um, we serve infants, toddlers, preschool, pre-K. And uh, this year we did make some accommodations for school-age children uh, just due to requests for during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so like five and six and seven-year-olds. But aside from that, it's infant, toddler, preschool, pre-K. Um, we are, we're a pretty big program. And um, we do have currently a wait list in our toddler program, but we've got spots for preschool. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's busy, but we, we're serving everyone from um, the Falmouth area. So we have some Mashpee families as well, mm-hmm. um, Sandwich and Bourne. So some of the surrounding towns too. Yeah, and, you're, and that's in East Falmouth, right? Where's where's a little we are, we are based in East Falmouth. Yeah. Okay, cool. In East Falmouth. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah. so talk a little bit about your business. How long have has the school been around and and sort of what's the what, what's the growth strategy for for the business? Yeah, so um we have been open for almost 11 years. Um and and I'll say that you know, it's, you're talking about referrals. Our business, um, 
so let me step back a little bit to kind of explain. So, so like I said, so we opened 11 years ago about, and I would say that it probably took us, I'm going to say around year three, um, you know, at least in this field, it was around year three that we were starting to get referrals from families that, you know, oh, I know someone who went to your school, that sort of thing. And then probably it was in the last maybe two to three years, what we saw happening, which was really cool for us, was we were starting to get people, you know, because I always ask whenever someone first calls, the first thing I say is, you know, so I don't forget to ask, how did you hear about us? Uh And um, I would say it's probably close to like 80% of the people will say, you know, oh, I know so-and-so who went to your school, or I heard from someone talking at the playground or whatever the case is. But what started happening that was really cool for us was someone would say, uh, Donna, I, I heard it from you from Donna and I don't, I have no idea who Donna is. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know Donna. And so I started to realize that we were getting referred by the community who didn't know, who didn't have any necessary, they, they didn't have children. And they weren't that, a customer, right? They weren't a customer that they, it was yeah. just, it was the really the coolest part for us. Cause it was like, whoa, we're, we felt like we'd re- reached like coolness level because here uh-huh. we were being referred by people that we didn't even know. <laughs> um, wait, so till, wait really- till you unlock that. Right. So yeah. that's the real, the real uh, gold nugget of referrals yeah. is when you, when you unlock the potential mm-hmm. of people who are not customers yeah. referring you. Because customers, I wrote this in my first book, More Word of Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers and Raving Fans, is that customers refer one to three people over a lifetime. Okay. And referral sources refer one to three people a year. Wow. So think about this. The bouncy house rental place serves the same customer you serve. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, are they in a position to refer? That's the caveat. Right. Really, who's in a position to refer is the dental hygienist yep. who's focused on the kids, right? Or the pedi- pediatrician or uh, the eye doctor who specializes in kids and things like that, right? right? The same type of people that your parents are asking you for contacts to mm-hmm. are the same type of people that are getting asked about potential daycares, right? Right. And so building that network to get more Donnas out there. Now, you don't know who Donna was. Um, but interestingly enough, Donna could be just a, a general person and not have a very specific thing, but Donna could actually be a pediatrician. Right. Right. And we don't, we don't know. And so building those strategic relationships within the community mm-hmm. are big, you know, and when you have a local business like you have, where you can't sell anything online, so to speak, right. You, you're drawing from a, a, a mileage radius. Yes. Getting involved in the Chamber of Commerce is powerful. Right. right. Because when you're involved in the Chamber, you're networking locally on a very local level and mm-hmm. you dive deep around that. Many of these people who are also in the Chamber of Commerce, many of them are selling to your parents. Right. Right. So it would seem to me that the best ideal referral source for a preschool yep. is a is a realtor. Yep. Yeah. Because when they sell a house to somebody with a family who's moving into town and needs to change school providers because now the location is different. Yep. They can refer you. Right. And that happens a lot. There's a lot of it's you know, the Cape is pretty transit in that way. Uh-huh. And that's that's a really that's a really good point. 
Yeah. And so I think it, what I, what I loved about that story is that, that you were t- saying is like year three, the Donna started referring and it just, you lit up like a Christmas tree, Alyssa. It was so exciting. Yeah. Cause you, <laughs> cause that's something when you build a business, you never really think you, everybody thinks and everybody I talked to as a referral coach thinks that the primary source of referrals is their clients. Now there are very few businesses where that is true. Right. Most of the time, business owners end up tricking themselves to believing that that's the case because they get a referral from one or two people. And then, you know, but I love the fact that you're asking, mm-hmm. you're tracking, hopefully you're putting that data into something. I need to be better about that. Yeah. So spreadsheet, yeah. CRM, something yeah. that you can pull a report on is great. Now, tell me a little bit about the the, the challenges with growing uh a business like yours, a, a preschool or, or school, mm-hmm. how do you overcome those challenges in, in your business and how have you overcome them over the last 11 years? I think that, um, one thing that, one thing that used to be a challenge that is not longer a challenge that just came from experience was, uh, having, not being so sensitive to the fact kind of owning that you're not going to please everyone and that you can go into it, you know, with a good heart and you can go into it with good intent, but that that isn't always enough. Um, and so, but just being like, okay with that. So that was something that that's a challenge that I used to have that I've been able to overcome a challenge that we've, Wait, let me stop you there. Is ahead. that because you're a people pleaser? Um, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I mean, my coach told me, and I always talk about her, Tamsin Webster. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she taught me one ba- very valuable lesson. And that is you got to know who you're for and who's for you. Sure. Okay. Like, right. That. Yep. And so when people come to us, they're not always our ideal client. In fact, one time I was working with a client I had been working with this client for seven days. And in that seven day period, I convinced the client that she needed to fire one of her clients. Okay. After she fired a client, no more stress. Stress induces lots of problems in business. Right. That we shouldn't otherwise have. Yeah. And so uh, it, it eliminates money. From mm-hmm. our from our co- so what most people think is by firing a client that's a bad thing right yeah. because we lose money but actually you make more because they're draining the resources and so what you're losing is you're you're losing the fact that you're losing profit mm-hmm. right so people don't understand that you have a cost associated with delivering to this person and the stress that it induces and right. they're by far not your most profitable client therefore they're draining the profit out of your company. Addition by subtraction. That's right. Yeah. Ding, bing, yeah. ding, ding. And so that's why I wrote the new book, mm-hmm. How to Do Business with People That Bring You Joy, The High Five Effect. Yeah, that that's that that's a, yeah. <laughs> because, right? <laughs> well, that's what it is. And, and you know, and, and, it, and I guess in our particular field, it's challenging because it's like you have two customers to please. And really what we want to do is it's the children, right? They're, they're, they are the customer in a large sense, but really they're not, they're not the ones, you know, paying the bill and, you know, it's their parents. So it is this balancing act 
um, you know, it is a balancing act. So Alyssa, in the professional speaking business, this yeah. is very interesting. It's very similar, right? right? So I sell a speech to a event organizer. Okay. That's my customer. Okay. They're not the audience member. Right. Different, right? So you're selling your service to the parent who's the customer, but they're not the student. That's right. a different uh, challenge. And and it's so interesting because you, you have to serve, as they say, two masters in that role, right? right. And that's where systems and process and, and things come in place. It's also where you get clear. I think what I love too is uh, is when, when did you realize you guys were at a sustainable level in your business? Was it that year three, the Donna thing, or was it a little bit earlier, a little bit later? I, I think it actually was a little bit later. So the Donna thing really didn't happen. I was throwing a lot of information out there. Uh, the Donna thing didn't really happen until like two or three years ago from now. So that uh -huh. so it was actually around year five that we really started to feel content with like, okay, we are a moving forward program here. Yeah, uh -huh. it was year five, year five. And and so and that started that happened very shortly before the Donna uh -huh. referral. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because when you get to that year five mark. Mm -hmm. which is traditionally what the SBA says, you know, all these businesses fail in the first five years. Right. When you get to that year five mark and you pass that year five mark and all these other businesses have failed, then you have the realization, oh, we're a moving forward program. We right. are somebody. You have developed respect for yourself. Right. You've developed respect in the community, which is the Donna thing. Yes. Right. And that now gives you strength in who you guys are as far as delivering the program that you're delivering. It's spot on. The only thing that some of us wish, and I imagine you probably wish this too, is that it would come a little quicker. That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, we, but I, you know, I have always, I think that that's, that's probably the biggest piece, right? With, with owning being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is that you have, you have to be able to look big picture long-term because none, nothing is going to come quickly. And, and, and I will say like those first three years, three, those first three or four years, they were really challenging, you know, and I, I have, so just to add a little small mm -hmm. piece, my sister and my mother, we own the, the school together, which oh, is. Oh, so you have a family dynamic there too. Yeah. So, um, so we always make clear, it's not a family daycare, it's a childcare center, but it's family owned. Yeah. So it is nice because, you know, there were, especially in the beginning, you know, my sister and I, we were working, no, this is not an exaggeration, 50 plus to 60 hours a week. And as you can- Part-time. So that's part-time. Make, right. Making yeah. like <laughs> nothing. So it was, we really had to dig deep, really dig yeah. deep. And, and so, and it, it did start to pay off. And, and, and at the beginning it was really, it was really hard because we, I don't even- I don't think I kept track of how we got we got families in the beginning, but we it wasn't referrals. And once the referrals mm -hmm. came, our, I mean, well, now in part everything changes, right? I mean, so and that's the other thing too is I think so. When I always talk about referrals, is people are people refer when they have an opportunity to do so. So the question becomes, who has an opportunity to refer people to your childcare center, right? Yeah. And so it's people who are of the same age. And bottom line is, it's a mom's group, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, if I was your coach, I'd be like, "Hey, start a start a uh, Falmouth Moms group yeah. on Facebook." 
yeah. And just every mom into that group and then just post every now and then about your child care center. Yeah. Boom. You, yeah. You'll start getting people talking about it, right? Right. Um, what would you say? That's an interesting dynamic, by the way, is the family piece. I don't want to dig into that in a minute, but yeah. what would you say that your strengths are? My strengths are, um, I think that my, I'm, I'm a very empathetic, sympathetic person. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, we, my mother and I would joke often that, you know, my psychology BA went, like was not used, but, but then I quickly realized like, actually I'm using it a lot because just that human relation with people. And I, and I think even more so that once I became a parent myself, um, I even had the ability more to really just put myself in those parents' shoes. And it helped me kind of navigate through their their frustrations, their angers, like, hey, wait, let's look at where they're coming from. Let's put my feeling aside. Um, but I just think just really genuinely having empathy and sympathy for every person and not just being like, this is how, you know, even for the people that I can't relate to, which, which is exactly uh-huh. what it is. And I think that that makes you a stronger leader, a stronger administrator, a stronger business owner, when you can just like remove yourself and physically just put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. As cliche as it sounds. So, and I, th- I think empathy is, is the way we grow a business successfully and authentically. Yes. Um, using empathy and being empathetic. I I wonder about the sympathy and the sympathetic side. Can that also as well be a weakness for you though? Um yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure I'm sure that it can. Um, but at the end of the day, I think what like what you said, like about authenticity and and that's really what it is. Like, you know, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it as a weakness. Do you I, have to ever find do you do you ever find yourself um, like too attached. Do, do you? Well, that and that and not not so much too attached. But do but do you ever find that people mistake your sympathy maybe for like a handout, meaning they ask you for more than they should be asking for, or something like that? No, because you know I think, and that's a good question. I think that I've learned, and this came with experience mm-hmm. and confidence. You know, you talk about the referrals. The referrals gave us a lot of confidence, right. and so. The confidence gave me and the experience to be able to to be able to have both empathy and sympathy for people, but to also still stand our ground with our policies and our the regulations we follow and all of those things. So I I, I think if you I think it takes it's a skill, but I do think you can do both. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um it's interesting because you said you said that confidence came with referrals. And I, I yes. have believed for a long time that referrals create confidence. Yes. Absolutely. I and I think it's that's a that's a, a great thing to think about, right? Because in in business, we have to get our swagger, we have to get our pace, we have to get our rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And so when when we when we own it, when we believe in who we are and what we're bringing to the world, whatever that is, we stand in that in that statement. We stand in that presence, mm-hmm. and we have so much strength 
that we don't allow people to take advantage of us. Right. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like those lessons learned over time, the muscles we build, the habits we build, the gut intuition, all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. really helps us build a better business. And, um, I, I love hearing that your strength is empathy. I think that too often in business, we don't have enough business owners around us that lead with empathy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of something I talk about in all my talks about how, you know, people do business not with who they know, like, and trust. I'm sure you've heard that. People do business with who they know, like, trust, and care about. Right. They got to care. Yeah. They got to care about your success. Right. And uh, I think they do now. And you're, you're articulating that through the journey that you guys have had. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say is your biggest challenge in, um, you know, 2021 going into 2022? What do you think your biggest challenge is for your business? So this is, this is our biggest challenge this year, but it's also been a challenge just not to this proportion, um, staffing. Oh yeah. (laughs) Would you expect, I would say that it's definitely staffing. So that is, um, we're really, we're really trying to, you know, my mother, my sister and I have been sitting down weekly and having these talks, um, Here's the, this is what I think. I think it's not just, it's a state problem. It's national. I think it's mm-hmm. everywhere that child care, you know, EEC, preschool, preschool teachers, infant teachers, toddler teachers are not, it's not a profession that's treated with enough respect, mm-hmm. dignity, uh, pay. Mm-hmm. And we're really trying to, you know, it, it's 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 challenging because you you obviously have your overhead, you mm-hmm. have your ratios that you need to meet, but then it's trying to give a livable wage to these people who are really the root of your program. I mean, the soul. Yeah, because without without these staff members, you have no program. It doesn't it doesn't matter how many referrals we get. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter about any of that, and so. You know, just we we often. And you're are you limited, by the way, Alyssa, on ratios by the state? Yeah. So the state regulates those ratios. Um, so there are regulations from the EEC that 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 dictate to us. Um, so for example, you can have twenty children in a classroom with two teachers. You can have five toddlers in a classroom with a teacher. You can have three babies in a classroom with a teacher. So they mandate all those things. So when you know parents will often or families will often. I know they're thinking, you know, my gosh, why is childcare so expensive? But it's because you, if you think about it, because we can't add more kids that produce enough to pay a livable wage through the teachers and not to mention insurance, overhead, building costs, all those things. So, and yet they want more and more and more and more service from you for the same amount of money or less. Right. And it's, and it is hard because I can see it again, insert empathy. I can see it from all angles. I can see it from the teacher's angle. Mm -hmm. I can see it from the parent's angle. I can see it from all of that. So we're, we're really trying to help our teachers. We just recently, basically from where like our starting wage was, we went up $5 an hour. Mm -hmm. We're, we're implementing a lot of different things like health insurance benefits and things like that because 
you know, we lose a lot of our teachers to the public sector. Mm -hmm. um, so we go into to be elementary school teachers, and that's really common for us because they, you know, they can get a pension eventually. Mm -hmm. They there's there's really good benefits for that. But we're trying to figure out like how can we keep them? How mm -hmm. can we keep them here? And how can we get them? <laughs> because mm -hmm. now just the last year has just been like we had an add up on Indeed for nine months, and mm. not one person even a sending in res which is just it's crazy it's 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 that's yeah. never been the case so referrals like i feel like we're good with referrals with families from the client side you need we the referrals need from referrals. the staffing yes that's where that's where we would benefit most wow that's incredible i've heard that from another one of my clients who's in the home healthcare industry okay right? yep. so they get calls all the time right for services right they have and to know too they can sell that as long as they have the staff. They don't have the staff. No. no. And I, the staffing shortage across the country is a major one right now. Part of it due to COVID, but I yeah. think just in general, um, there's just a, the a economy is doing better, I think, than a lot of people think it is. Yes. And, and, and even if you take out the political climate of the free money and all of that stuff, I think regardless of that, I think you still have staffing issues, right? There were staffing issues before COVID happened. Well before COVID. This yeah. just heightened it. Yes. Right. Exactly. And then, and then, and even though we know businesses that went out of business due, due to COVID, we yeah. also know businesses that have tripled their revenue. Yeah. Right? Because depending on the industry that they're in, you know, some some people were way busier. Right. You know, not everybody was a professional speaker speaking at live events like me. Sure. Right. Those went away and then yeah. enter Zoom, right. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, now, I always like to ask, you know, kind of questions around um, business growth and, 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 and tools. Mm -hmm. First, I want to know what's obviously you have industry specific software that you might use, you know, mm -hmm. excluding that. Okay. What software is a game changer for your business that you could share with the listeners and the people uh, viewing on YouTube that maybe you could not live without and you would recommend they take a look at? Yeah. So um, we use QuickBooks for, you know, uh, our business management tools, but that aside, which, because that's not an everyday tool for us. So we utilize, we make use of, um, we have iPads in each of the classrooms and we make use of they have wonderful collaboration tools between the iPads. And so we make a lot of use of that. Well, we're so it allows the teachers to collaborate um, on children's notes and family information. And oh, wow. yeah, it's really, it's really wonderful. Like, and you know, you can, you can collaborate with notes, you can collaborate with pages, you can collaborate with Excel sheets. So we utilize our attendance for that. And there's actually, Fairly expensive, um, so I hope none of these people are listening because there's a lot of expensive programs out there that do something similar. But yeah. we had we had you know several iPads at the school, and we were like, let's see what we can kind of work around and make them do. And and so they basically are in sync with each other in all the classroom, which is really the collaboration tool is wow. what makes it. And that's just standard on the iPads. Yeah. So what when you say the collaboration tool, is it literally like open up like Google Sheets and just typing into Google Sheets and then it updates across the board? Yep. 
So you're using Google Sheets, but the way you've extended it to make it very effective in the business is you have iPads in all the classrooms that all the mm -hmm. teachers have access to and mm -hmm. can update them in real time. Yeah. So think about that as a business owner. Yeah. Those of you listening on, on, on the audio platforms and, and watching on YouTube, think about your business. Think about how you might use iPads or similar devices to collaborate for real-time information. That's yeah. genius. That's great stuff right there. Well, and the, and the second piece to it is that we send a daily note home to the families. We used to send these home just by hand, and the families just love that it's electronic. So what happens is they, they also will access these daily notes where they upload a picture to, about the child, what the child did that day. And at the end of the day, the administrators can go in. I mean, it is so simple, Matt. Mm. They go in and you can actually share one of these collaborated notes with a parent via email. And wow. it's, re it's, really, it's really a wonderful tool. My, that's I, cool. And that's not like childcare specialty software. No, it's just my sister knew that you can collaborate on an iPad and she's like, let's see if we can make it work. And she did. That's so great. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that idea. Okay. Now talk to me about reading. Do you like to read and read business books and things like that? I don't have much time to do that, but I can definitely, I'm taking two college courses right now. So that's where all my time consumes to, all but right. I am very open to reading. So more. if you had a business book of any kind that yep. you've ever read that you would recommend to the listening audience, what would it be? Um, I would say, so there was, it's actually in one of my human relations courses and I can't, I'd have to, I don't know the exact name of it, but again, back to, I think that human relations and how we relate to people and how we treat people are the mm -hmm. most important. And there was a book that we read. And so this was like 20 years ago in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm really dating myself, but um, I'm about to turn 40 for the people trying to figure oh. out. The <laughs> so, um, but it was a human, it was about just how we relate. And actually I think that there was a, it was, a, it was also like a business piece. They also had the business students read it too. Mm -hmm. Um, and gosh, I wish I knew the name of it, but it, the content stood out to me, but not the name. Well, since you're in school now, we're going to give yeah. you some homework and what we're going to do Got is it. leave a cliffhanger for the, okay. for the viewers and the audience. Yeah. People listen on podcasts. We're going to put that book. Yeah. Secret book in the show notes. Perfect. You have to check it out. All right. Very so we'll good. have that for everybody in the show notes. Very good. Um, I love the trajectory that you've been doing. You guys are crushing it now coming out of COVID. You pivoted well, meaning you added extra space for older kids to be empathetic and sympathetic toward families and not take advantage of them, but help them out. I think that was fantastic. And, um, now this year, if you could just do it for teenagers, I think most parents would be very, very happy. <laughs> but, um, but I think that there's a lesson there as well is that it's augmenting your business in ways in which you can, can be flexible, um, to, to make things work. Um, and I, and I love that. Um, lots of great takeaways on today's podcast. I, it's, it's been awesome to dig into this and, and think about how a, a childcare center has been able to grow over 11 years, run by a family trio yeah, <laughs> without killing each other. Which, <laughs> That's which, the key point. <laughs> yeah. That'll, we're going to talk in the after show, ladies and gentlemen, about how they kill each other. But in the meantime, 
no, no, there's no after show, not yet. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's been great to, to, to get to know you. If anybody wants to reach out to have a conversation about business, um, to learn more about uh, your child care facility, to talk about networking, or even perhaps to connect you with somebody in the East Falmouth area who might have a child that wants to go, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, I'm really proud, and I don't know why it took so long, but I just put up through Wix, I just put up our own website, which I'm sure, Matt, you would have like so much no, critique okay. on. But um, yeah, so so uh, it's just littlemilestonesfalmouth.com. So all of our contact information is there. Great. We'll link to that in the show notes. It's been so great getting to chat with you today, Alyssa. As I said in the opening, I'm so happy to have introduced the world to my new friend, I don't have any kids that can go to your school. I don't plan on having any kids that can go to your school. That's okay. I've got another business contact in the in the wheelhouse, and I think that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully those of you listening on your favorite podcast platform, you got some tidbits today. Don't forget to subscribe on that favorite podcast app. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash the button to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you get notified every single day when we put up a new episode this has been the Mass Business Podcast. And as I always like to say, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Take care. I'm waking up this morning, gonna grab myself a smile. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling alright